Howdy! Welcome back to the Better Living for Texans podcast. I have an exciting announcement before getting started. Lindsay Brunig Rodriguez will be the new host of the BLT podcast. Lindsay has been on the podcast before, so you'll probably recognize her voice. But Lindsay, can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Yes. Um, hello. I am not new to Extension. I used to be an Extension agent in McLennan County. Um, for anyone who knows Texas geography, that's in the Waco area. And during the month of July, I now have transitioned to the state office and I am the um, project specialist uh, under this Berlin for Texans program. And so Extension BLT, not new to me, but hosting a podcast is. And so I'm really glad to have you help and guide me through this first uh, podcast that we're kind of co-hosting together um, today. And so I, I'm going to take it away with introducing kind of our topic and our theme and our guest for today. And then we'll get started. On, on today's episode, we are talking about how to cook with a microwave. I don't know about you, but sometimes there's kind of a standoff attitude with microwaves just because of um, old myths and rubber chicken and just a little bit of nervousness with using. However, um, as we'll talk about today, the U.S. Uh, Food and Drug Administration regulates microwave ovens, and our guest, Christy Curran, is here to answer how microwaves work, if they're safe for us to use for cooking, and also share any additional cooking, food, and safety tips for us. Hey, Christy. Thanks again for coming back to the BLT podcast. Uh, I know you were here for an episode on cooking and using er or growing and cooking with with herbs, uh, which was a great podcast episode. But we're glad that you're back to share some more information with us. Can you uh, briefly just uh, reintroduce yourself for our listeners? Yes, for sure. So my name is Christy Curran, and I am a Better Living for Texans agent serving both Midland and Ector counties in West Texas. Um, I've been with Texas A&M AgriLife Extension for just over a year and a half now. And as you mentioned, this is my second time doing the podcast um, series for BLT. So I'm happy to be here. Awesome. Well, we're so glad you're here. Christy. How do microwaves work? The tail old question. What what how do these machines go? <laughs> yeah, to be honest, I've always found microwaves to be really kind of intriguing. Um, but kind of the basic science behind the microwave is um, the microwave contains a device called a magnetron. And this is what converts the power coming in from your outlet into high-powered microwaves. So then these chambers are blasted inside the microwave chamber and penetrate your food. And that kind of excites the molecules inside, which creates heat and ultimately cooks the food. It's very basic, but that's the general idea. <laughs> yeah, nice straightforward. <laughs> it's definitely, a, I'd say, a modern invention, not quite like a cooking with fire. like. <laughs> been around <laughs> centuries since the beginning of time uh so you know I think something we talk a lot about with BLT is food safety um but also like 
I think sometimes, and this might be sort of an old myth, there's that, that like questions about safety with microwaves. I know like decades ago, um, this isn't true anymore, but um, it was suggested that pregnant women stayed away from the microwave because of like any radiation. That's not something that's recommended anymore. Microwaves, especially modern ones, are very safe. But can you tell us a little bit more about the safety of microwaves, especially when it comes to like food safety? Absolutely. Yeah. Um, I think pretty much every one of us has wondered at some point how um, the microwave works. It just seems so magical. And the thought of like these waves going in your food seems very bizarre. Um, at least that's kind of how I felt about microwaves. Um, so for kind of the initial like worry that you alluded to about kind of the radiation and that kind of thing, um, I think from what I've read, more of the safety concerns in that regard come from like the microwaves actually leaking like outside the microwave chamber. Um, but this is something that the US FDA, the Food and Drug Administration regulates. And so microwaves are tested and they have to meet certain safety standards for the manufacturers. So that's something that you shouldn't have to worry about. Um, but I think the bigger issue, as you mentioned, is like the actual food safety aspect using the microwave. And so um, the microwave will kill bacteria as long as it's cooked to the proper temperature. So that's kind of what's key. Um, you definitely need to check food temperature when you're cooking meat um, because microwaves can cook unevenly. So poultry, uh, if you're cooking any kind of chicken in the microwave, it needs to be cooked to the highest temperature at 165 degrees Fahrenheit. And then like eggs, casseroles, ground meats need to be at 160. And then for like beef, pork, lamb and veal, that's 145. So definitely be sure to check the temperature with a food thermometer just to make sure your meats are at a safe safe temperature for the bacteria um, concern. And then they also say that you're really not supposed to cook whole stuffed poultry in the microwave. Um, I don't think it would really fit that well anyway, but um, they definitely don't want you to cook a stuffed chicken in the microwave for the bacteria concern. Um, and then you definitely don't want to just partially cook meat or any kind of food and then store it for later because you might not have killed all the bacteria in that food. So definitely be mindful of your, your food temperatures is the key takeaway. Yeah, interesting, just have that food thermometer nice and handy uh, for, for when you're cooking. And I think, you know, you mentioned how uh, cooking foods in the microwave, it, it can be uneven, like some parts will get hotter than others. And I think everyone's probably like recognize that if you've cooked in the microwave you'll notice like the outsides get really hot but maybe the inside's still cold um and I, I remember even learning like um if you're warming up like a bottle for a baby you know it's recommended that you don't do it in the microwave because that reason like some parts can get really hot and some parts can stay cool so it can be almost like a a, a dangerous thing for a, an, an infant so uh, but it applies for all sorts of food, um, <laughs> uneven temperatures. So um, great, great advice and information there. I know I when I I think about 
cooking our food safe. And then sometimes I think microwaves and the word like rubber chicken kind of go like hand in hand because everyone either microwaves things way past, you know, <laughs> extra safely that you end up having kind of funny textured food, which kind of, you know, leads to like our next question when it comes to like, yes, we're, you know, food safety is our, our number one, but then also, you know, when it comes to tips for cooking our food to the, so that it's also enjoyable, <laughs> enjoyable. Like Christy, what do you recommend when it comes to that? Yeah, I mean, you definitely, you want to be safe, um, making sure there's no bacteria if you've got meat or food. Um, but yeah, if you cook it past, it definitely kind of can change the texture of your food. Um, so I think that's kind of where the thermometer comes in. As long as it's meeting that minimum temperature, you're good. Um, I think for other tips using the microwave, um, I know a lot of us don't read manufacturer's instructions or like instruction guides ever, but you should definitely, if you are curious about your microwave and want to kind of actually cook things in it, I would definitely check out the manufacturer's instructions. Um, I know different microwaves can have different power levels, so definitely kind of take a peek at that. Um, kind of as you mentioned, Hannah, with the baby bottle, you definitely have to be careful about what they call like superheated water and liquids. So you can heat water and other liquids above boiling without it actually showing like signs of being boiled and like bubbling. So be careful with that. And then similar to superheated water um, for liquids, you can also have the same thing in foods. So hot spots and solid foods. Um, so depending on the thickness or quantity of food you have, the microwaves not, uh, may not be able to penetrate everything evenly. So definitely take temperatures and kind of rotate the food if it's taking a while. Um, and then I think the a big thing too is making sure you're using microwave safe containers. So definitely you don't want to use any metal inside the microwave. And then make sure, I know a lot of plastic containers will say if it's microwave safe, but if you're using plastic, definitely make sure it's meant for the microwave because some plastics may melt. Interesting. Yeah, I remember when I was a kid putting a, I don't remember exactly what I was warming up, but I put something on a plastic plate in the microwave and put it in for like two minutes, not very long, but it, when I took it out, the plate where the food was had completely melted. <laughs> I was just like mortified as a kid, putting it in, ruined the microwave and was going to get in a lot of trouble, but yeah, there. That's a good, uh, great advice to read the the um, the manual that comes with it. I mean, I think a lot of people don't realize that. Maybe don't even think twice about that. But. I mean, I I'll be honest. I haven't looked at mine, um, <laughs> yeah. but I, when we first got it, we kind of had to adjust cooking times because it cooks a lot faster than our old one. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, so it's definitely a thing, but. Um, I don't know. I think it's funny that most of us has ha had some kind of like mishap with a microwave because I remember putting a, a ceramic mug to reheat coffee in the microwave and I didn't realize it had kind of like a metal rim thing around it for the decoration. And so like, I think it only took 10, 15 seconds and I heard crackling. <laughs> oh. 
once I did microwave and I immediately stopped it and I realized that there was metal on it. So I I didn't even think that a, a mug would have that, but definitely check what you're putting in there. Yeah, for sure. That's great. Um, well, you kind of alluded to this as well, um, like thawing and reheating food. Um, anything else that people should know about thawing food? I, I sometimes I I often forget. You know, I'll try to plan out my meals for the week, but I'll often forget to like put the chicken from the freezer in the fridge the night before, so it ha- it can thaw in the refrigerator. Mm-hmm. Um, so sometimes I end up using the microwave for that kind of thing. Any tips that people, um, in addition to what you've said already? Yeah, I think um, like if you have meat or something that's in a plastic tray or has plastic wrap on it, you definitely want to take that plastic off and put it back onto, like transfer it onto a microwave safe plate or dish. Um, when you're microwaving it, the chemicals from the plastic and the foam can leach into the food. So you definitely don't want that. Um, I, I think most microwaves have defrost modes on them now. Um, but if not, you want to reduce the wattage of your microwave to about 30%. Um, cause you don't want the microwave to start cooking the food if you're going to cook it in the oven or somewhere else. Mm-hmm. And then, um, for larger amounts of food, because of the way that the microwave cooks and we talk about hot spots, you want to make sure you're rotating the food and flipping it kind of in increments throughout the defrosting process so that it defrosts evenly. Um, and like if you have ground meat or something like that, if you can completely just take out the defrosted sections when it's done um, and kind of set it aside while you're defrosting the rest, that works pretty well. Um, so that you don't actually start to cook that ground meat in there. And then um, I think the last thing is just make sure that you're going to cook that defrosted food immediately and don't save it for later for food safety issues. Yeah, it's great. You don't want that just lying around um, partly cooked or warmed up but not cooked. Um, Yeah. Food safety. Well, awesome. Um, I mean, this has been some really great information. I feel like I've learned a few things. Um, yeah, I learned with uh, the Christy the when you were talking about like the pockets of the heat of you know it, you might not notice that it's you know visually it's not boiling, but then actually temperature wise, if you were to check it, it would be boiling. And I think about the times that I've you know been in a rush to like just like you know turn the microwave to like three minutes versus like doing a minute and less stirring something in a minute, you know, even, you know, versus like just kind of waiting. But, and I think about the times I've taken that thing out and it's been scorching hot in a couple spots, but then, you know, completely like cold in another. And it was cause I didn't stir and I didn't, and, you know, and I didn't realize that I probably was, you know, had some boiling, boiling soup, soup without realizing it. And I think that is the one kind of like downfall downfalls of using the microwave is that it does kind of cook unevenly um but it's definitely a really good tool to kind of keep in mind if you're busy and you know you don't really want to spend a lot of time cooking um i know a lot of times i've tried to make there's like an egg sandwich that i really like to make in the microwave if i'm on the way out and just want a quick breakfast 
Um, so we actually have that recipe in the newsletter. Um, and there's actually quite a few microwave like cookbooks out there. So there's a lot of information on, you know, how to use the microwave and cook actually like decent meals. <laughs> I'm glad you mentioned that because a lot of times I think when people are, are thinking about foods that you microwave, they might be thinking about like those, you know, hot pockets or like pizza bites, like bagel bites, those, you know, kind of maybe higher calorie foods that are uh, not quite as nutritious. But like you said, there's actually quite a few uh, recipes. Um, and I feel like I see them more, more and more nowadays that you can, um, the whole meal you cook in the microwave. And it, it's really simple and convenient because that's it's kind of what the microwave's all about. It's being convenient. So, yeah, I think it's great. I've seen a lot of different, um, like I've seen different kind of accessories that you can get to cook with a microwave. So I know they have like little steamers where you can put water in the bottom and then kind of put your veggies on top and it steams it. Um, so I think it's definitely becoming more popular and kind of more modernized um, in terms of microwave cooking. So it's definitely something to check out. Absolutely. Anything else, Christy, that uh, you want to mention before we wrap up? Um, I guess, yeah, just be careful in terms of making sure you're cooking your food to the proper temperature. But definitely check out those recipes. There's a lot of stuff that you can cook. Um, I know a lot of people are into cooking, like, healthy muffins and, like, things like that in the microwave so I think it's kind of a whole world of cooking that you can kind of add to your your skill set um, which will be great if you don't want to go out and spend money and it, it can be a lot healthier too for sure and you know especially if for people who maybe you have a smaller kitchen um, if you're able to use that small appliance this microwave then that can uh, be um, great to learn that information what what healthy recipes can you make when you have um, limited appliances so yeah great advice for sure absolutely well i think that's um it for today uh lindsay anything else before we suppose <laughs> i don't want to cut you off no no um you had said this is fun and i i agree this was a lot of fun i have learned um, you know, I, I think I am, I've underappreciated my microwave until today. So um, <laughs> I, I have a few things. I'm, I'm, I was looking at that egg recipe that Christy had put in the newsletter and I do think I was like, man, that would be so easy to make. And so Christy, thank you for um, being part of the podcast today. Hannah, thank you for letting me join in on the, the educational fun. <laughs> yeah, well, and Lindsay, you will be the voice. So listeners, um, you will become very familiar with Lindsay um, as we as we continue the podcast. But I think that's it for today. So thanks, y'all. Thanks, guys. Have a great day. Thanks for tuning in to today's episode. 
For more great tips, check us out on Facebook under Better Living for Texans or Instagram and Twitter at Better Texans. The USDA is an equal opportunity provider and employer. This material is funded by the USDA's Supplemental Nutrition Assistance Program, SNAP.